0: You're tuned in to PBAFM on 89.7 with Bianca Vlahos, and I'd like to welcome my guest on the line, Abbott George Burke, founder and director of the Light of the Spirit Monastery in Cedar Crest, New Mexico, United States. Welcome to the program.
1: Very glad to be here, as usual.
0: And uh, you just told me off air that it's 1am there and nice and dark outside, and it's 4.20 here, nice and bright and sunny. <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: that's wonderful. <laughs> so thank you for all waking up for us. I understand you're, you're all awake for this? Yes. Beautiful. Now, this afternoon or this morning over there, we're talking about the effect of past lives on our present life and the subject of karma, big, big subjects. And uh, when I was looking into the topic of karma also, a lot of people don't fully understand the notion of karma. But what should we start with? Should we start with the past lives or karma?
1: Uh, I guess we can't really split them up, can we? So let's do talk about karma. Okay. The important thing is that uh, physicists know, although often uh, nobody tells it to us, that the universe is composed of energy. And even more, the energy is seen to go in exactly precise patterns which also indicates that the universe can be thought of as a field of creative thought. Mm. Now, for example, Paramhansa Yogananda, the great yogi who came here to America, used to say, we're in a cosmic dream that um, God doesn't create the world in The the way was thought in past times, that sort of like a great magician, he sort of gestured, and here came the worlds. In fact, that's the way Michelangelo depicted (laughs) creation. Mm. But that is the very thought, very will, creative will of God, and we are in this dream, and we're dreaming it along, well, actually along with God. But he's dreaming the cosmic life, and we're dreaming our little life. And therefore, since it's really mind stuff, the whole universe, then it will react, obviously, to our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. So it's the good old um, uh, law that uh, I remember well from when I was in junior high school, about how for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. So karma is the creative force that we send out, as well as then the response that the world around us uh, sends back to us. It's like an echo. Yes. So our whole life is a product of our thought and our will, and especially in the earlier part, it's completely an echo from the previous life How- and that's why we can study ourselves and even and and even understand what certain situations uh, we may have been in also uh You know, how many times do we hear people say to their child, why did you do that? The child says, I don't know. Mm, And that's because uh, the action the child did was something very spontaneous that was in accordance with things that they had done in, in a previous life. I mean, there are very little children that, frankly, will will steal. They can go someplace and they see something they like and they just pick it up. Then their children would never do such a thing. This tells us that this is a conditioning from previous lives. So we often think that it's some kind of reward or punishment I did a good thing to someone so good things are happening to me or I did a bad thing bad things are happening to me but that isn't true it's just simple reaction it's like if you get a, got angry and say kicked a table leg and uh you really bruised or you broke a toe you wouldn't think of saying oh the table kicked back Mm. (laughs) no this is just a simple result so karma is that we've created our karma we can change the karma and the really good thing many people think the belief in karma is fatalistic but it isn't rather it means i've created my life and if i understand the rules i can start living in such a way so that the life I want will come about. I mean, when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, you drink something. And when you're hungry, you eat something. And so we can actually direct our life in such in a very simple way, just like that. Mm. So it isn't a bugaboo. People say, oh, well, it's my karma. Well, yes, of course it is. But karma is a living thing. So we also say, well, then what is this telling me? Mm, because the main purpose of, of life itself is growth, evolution, personal evolution. So we can say, well, why did this come to me? It isn't like, oh, I was an innocent person and all of a sudden someone did this to me. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way at all. Rather, it means that we're being shown something. Sometimes it's just as, uh, uh, excuse me, just a moment. I've I've got a frog in my throat.
0: Yep, no worries.
1: So anyway, well, (laughs) frankly, I had a cousin that was sort of a bad-tempered little kid. And when I was very, very small, though I remember very vividly, uh, he was jealous of me, and he would bite me. If I go to visit, at the end of the visit, he would... uh, just walk over and grab my arm, bite me on the arm. <laughs> well, I didn't like it, That's and of not course, good. Uh, and I felt, why would he do this? You know. So my uh, mother, and father said, "You got to bite him back." <laughs> really? And I remember when I hated to do it, but I did it, and oh my <laughs> goodness, then, you know, I live, I virtually, you know, killed him, <laughs> and he carried on and squalled and so on, but he didn't, didn't do it anymore.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: So. <laughs> At one level, the cosmos is saying, see, for example, we find that somebody has said something about us is completely untrue. Mm. It may just be foolish, but it may even be something very negative, very destructive. Well, we're experiencing something we have done to someone before. And the question is, do we like it? <laughs> and how will we cope with it? If we hate the person... If we go and challenge them and then we have a big fight and so on, that'll just keep the ball rolling. But if we say, all right, then, um, I don't like this. I'd better be sure that I'm going to be careful in the future. What do I say about people? I mean, it's it's a very uh, simple little... uh, example but but that's really the kind of the way it works
0: Mm. and i think it's important
1: it is given sorry
0: sorry Mm. i was going to say it's important to mention intentions also because before you (coughs) mentioned reacting um our thoughts feelings and actions but a lot of it is intention too because if people say okay i'm going to do something good now because i want some good things back well that doesn't really sort of work it's not that authentic then it's the intention as well (laughs)
1: Sure, sure. Buddha was very adamant about this because uh even today in India you have the idea that karma is sort of like a, a cloud that follows you around and rains on you every every so often that uh it doesn't that is almost like um uh it's a force where you threw it out there and now it's out there sort of waiting to come back and, and hit you. And he said, "No, it's in your mind. It's it is your intention, absolutely. That, for example, let's say you did something, and uh, it turned out to be injurious to another person, but that wasn't your your intention at all. I mean, there are sometimes people that uh, are given wrong medications by by accident, although mm. there are no accidents." And uh, so, if we if we don't like our karma, then we have to change our mind. We have to change our thinking, and it is just that easy. And of course, there's a big quotes around that word easy. That we say what? Is, oh, uh, for example, forgive me. I just remembered. I was reading um, just yesterday a very, very interesting book um, on Chinese Buddhism and on certain aspects of of spiritual, what they would call cultivation. And uh, the author uh, recited a very, very ancient Chinese proverb that says, when mean-spirited people live behind the door, Mean-spirited people come and knock on the door. In other words, that our our mind is a field of magnetism, and it draws to us that which is in harmony with its magnetism. Mm. So we can say, I don't know why it is, but everywhere I live, my neighbors are just really selfish, unpleasant people. Well. <laughs> Maybe we need to go look in the mirror.
0: Yeah, this might be hard for some people to to uh, accept because it's, it's, saying, it's saying a lot.
1: Yes, well, of course, we always want to think that other people have got to follow the rules and we don't. In fact, this is one of the major character flaws in a human being. Mm. And I've known people like this who believe in karma, absolutely. But... Um, uh, when it happens to you, they say it's your karma. When something happens to them, they act like, well, what a terrible thing for someone to do to me or, or to happen to me. And you say, well, you know, it does come from karma. And it's like, oh, no, not me. Mm. It's sort of like you have karma. I don't have karma. I've often f- I found that a very, very peculiar uh, attitude. But, I mean, I know people. That have exactly that 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 kind of attitude. So the thing is, we learn. And if you have thief, if you have theft consciousness, if you've been a thief in previous lives, then someone will steal from you, and it just comes like a magnet, like a magnet picks up certain kinds of metal. Mm. So if I have greed, thief consciousness in my mind, even if it's subconscious, then theft enters my life and somebody steals from me. Now, this is a very bitter pill to take, uh, (laughs) because we love to talk about free will, and then we like to say, well, why did that happen to me? Well, we've been talking about free will. So this is your free will expressing itself back, you know. I want something, I put in an order with a company that makes things or sells these things, and eventually it arrives, it comes back. Mm. Well, that's it. I remember that was one of the first lessons I, I figured out, or how I talked to myself about it many, many years ago, when I understood reincarnation and karma. I thought, oh, all right, it's just like like writing a check on the bank if i write it for ten dollars i only get ten dollars when i cash it mm. if I write it for 50 i get 50 or if i send an order in and say send me this and that thing especially in those days when i was uh, i'm old so <laughs> when i was little the so-called mail order catalog um was a, a great source of uh of, of things that people wanted well, you, you ordered it. You said, give me this, and I want this number of it, and I want this type. And it came. So I began to think, all right, everything in my life is something I ordered previously. And if I don't like it, I better quit ordering it. Yeah.
2: That's so, right.
1: Yeah, it's very important. This is why, you know, Jesus said, if you hate a person, it's like murder, because hatred it brings forth murder. It's a seed of murder. And Buddha said, if you have these feelings in your mind, it's a real force. It's a real power. Some days we say, oh, I was just thinking. Well, thinking is the great power of the human being. So anyhow, um, we we send out the thought, and the thought comes back. Mm. So we just we watch it. We watch with a thought. Resentment is an absolute sure ticket to misery because we're putting out the ideas of misery. I remember one time I was absolutely astounded. One of my first jobs, the uh, office manager of the place where I was working, in all seriousness, uh, uh, he said to somebody, you know, I really wish that blankety-blank would die. Mm -hmm. And he said it with this incredible force. I mean, you could virtually feel it, this tremendous hatred and this desire for that person to be injured. Well, this is just opening the door for injury to come to ourselves all right, sorry, I'm really going on and no, on about no, that. No, no, you
0: make some good points. We, but not understanding yeah, this is to, really important because then we can make the changes. It's positive knowing about all of this with karma and intention because then we can make the changes.
1: It's very, very true. And often if we can forgive people, see, uh, forgive me, let me backtrack on this. It's very interesting to see that, you know, we're told things like be patient Someone's cruel to you, well, love them in return and forgive them and so on. And these aren't noble ideas, like, oh, yes, prove you're a better person than they are. Yeah. That's an egotistical thing sometimes yeah. people say. Mm. Well, show that you're above that. <laughs> that isn't the idea. When it, when your mind changes in these things, they can, uh, other things, factors in your life, and people can change. Uh, I, I remember a little boy that I that I saw. His mother said that uh, one time he came in from playing, and he'd just gotten dust all over his face. I mean, he was, And uh, he passed by the mirror, and he looked at the mirror. And then uh, she said, you know, you've got to go wash your face. So I washed his face, and when he came back, he looked at the mirror, and he looked closer, and he said, We must have a new mirror. (laughs) He didn't understand that he had changed something, and that's why the mirror showed it Mm. changed. Our life is a mirror. People around us are a mirror. So if we can really have a positive attitude, often it can help other people because we're all interconnected, We're very, very much aware of the thoughts of others around us, though we often don't realize that. And we're all psychic. We're all picking up psychic messages continually. Yes, and like I said, in my own life, I've had people who, I don't mean they made my life a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean made my life miserable. Mm -hmm. When I could forgive them, And it was easy to forgive when I realized this is my karma, this is my doing. Mm. I did that. I did this thing to someone else in a previous life, and now it's coming back. Again, not as a punishment, that's Mm. just the the way things work. You throw a ball against a wall, it'll bounce back, and it may hit you. And you don't say... What a lousy wall. It, it, it made the, It threw the ball at me. So it's the same way there. And then you understand, all right, I did this. You know, the ability to accept responsibility. Yeah,
0: I was going to say that is, responsibility.
1: Yes. A, and it a gives us confidence power. too.
0: Confidence and, and empowerment. Yes, exactly what you just said. Yes,
1: yes. And you realize if I did it, I can undo it. Perfect. And this is, this is very important and I could go case after case of people I've known, but oftentimes someone, I mean, enmity that's been long-standing, just an apology, can actually turn things around where people who've been sort of at each other for a long time can actually turn out becoming
0: the best of friends. Yes, of course. Now, I just want to quickly mention something. The point around all of this, one topic of compassion, because, you know, having different conversations with people about this topic, I find that sometimes a little bit of the, uh, what is it, empathy and compassion for people's misfortune by some individuals when they talk about karma. Like people have said, that was just meant to happen. Not all people think this, but some people sort of take it a bit extreme and they think you know, it was meant to happen to them, they created that. And I notice less empathy because maybe they don't want to feel the pain or I don't know really what it is. But, you know, we can still understand karma and and that people created things, but still have empathy for others journey if it's not so great, let's say.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I knew a person who was very intelligent and uh, understood (laughs) uh, metaphysics very well, but who had a kind of, I had, well, had a closed heart, to tell you the truth, and so she was always saying, that's just their karma, that's just their karma, that's just their karma. Well, uh, just their karma, that's that's all there is. In fact, uh, there's a, a, a verse that is recited every day by Thai Buddhists that says, I have nothing but my actions, and I shall have nothing but my actions, meaning uh what's going to come to me in the future uh, is a reaction to my own reactions, my own actions in the past. But that doesn't mean we don't feel sorry for a person. I mean, yes, um, a person that say somebody is beaten up and robbed, well, that's their karma. But that doesn't mean that we don't care about it, that we don't feel sympathy for them, and that we certainly, we've if we're the people that found them, say maybe lying in an alley somewhere, half-conscious, we don't say, "Well, that's your karma," mm. and go on. At least I hope we don't. So we have to realize, uh, say, okay, it is karma. But if you don't have sympathy for others, then who will have sympathy for you? So again, it all, it all works. The the when a person really changes themselves and their attitudes, the whole world changes, you know? But our our little private world becomes completely different. That's why we have the people say, be the change that you want to have come about. See, we say, uh, we want to point and say the government should do it and this and that, but what are we going to do about it? And all we have to do is change the attitude people can you remember well how as a child how sensitive you were to people's reactions to you mm. and uh unfortunately we lose that sensitivity so we will set the tone uh, absolutely i think i might have mentioned you once but if not uh, even if i did not say it again i knew a very very remarkable man a very very fine kind compassionate man but he had been, actually, a very incompassionate person, and uh, he, he was living in Missouri, and in Missouri they specialized in breeding these incredible mules, uh, I mean, gigantic, uh, be- beautiful creatures, actually. And, of course, we talk about stubborn as mu- uh, a mule, and balking mm. like a mule, and uh, so he had a mule and he hated the mule and the mule hated him and each <laughs> waited to see what they could do uh to bother the other and then one day he was actually had had gone to visit in a in another town and something happened and he, it was one of these wonderful things <laughs> that can take place where all of a sudden a person sees things really clearly and he realizes I have to change myself, and and I have to I want to re- rework my whole life. It was actually truly a spiritual um, kind of awakening that came to him. And he said, uh, "I got up, I got in the car, I drove back to where I lived, which was out in the countryside." And he said, "I went to the barn, and I went up to the mule." And he said, I put my arms around the mule's neck, and I cried, and I begged his forgiveness. And he said, from then on, we were friends. And he didn't do any of the little nasty, stubborn Mm -hmm. things that he had been doing before. So, I mean, this is just dealing with an animal. Well, Mm -hmm. well, imagine in dealing with human beings. But again, it has to be inside us that we've changed that attitude, you know? Mm. Uh, it's, it, we don't realize we are creating our life at every moment. And if we don't like it, we need to change the way we're creating. It's, again, difficult for people to accept. They'll say, I've never hurt anybody in my life. I've never done anything to anyone in my life. In this life, perhaps not. And yet at the same time, but what have you been doing in your mind toward other people? You see? Mm. Uh,
0: so people After really, all,
1: there are some people... Mm-hmm.
0: I was just going to say, people have yes. really got great tools, uh, skills, insights, ability to, to change their lives. This is great that we're talking about it because people can understand that how empowered they are to make their lives positive, And that's why we're talking about these different topics from time to time.
1: It's absolutely crucial. Because uh, uh, you have to take charge of your life, but you can't take charge of what you don't understand. So it's very important that people understand these things, and and be told them, and realize mm. that again, every action has has its has its reaction.
0: Yeah, and I think and another point you mentioned. Sorry to keep uh mm-hmm. I think with the delay no, no, no. I think with the delay over there to here we kind of just talk over each other I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I would just quickly mention no, no. helplessness because also a lot of humans and people feel a sense of helplessness like that's right they think look like what can I do I'm not really in control of this because I think as humans there's so many things that we we can't control you know that we have to surrender a lot of things in our life but there's that fine balance of controlling and not controlling and that's where the insecurity of the helplessness comes in but it's good that we're talking because we've talked about our responsibility and confidence and empowerment in these topics too so it's just getting that nice balance
1: well yes and it is true that we can be in situations and we can't do anything about it Mm. why would we be in that situation because in previous previously not necessarily in another life perhaps in this life we did not do what we could have done and that's part of karma then when well, it's too bad. there's nothing you can do to change it. it is also the karma of inactivity, the karma of well, it's not my responsibility or yeah. well i you know, I can't look after the whole world. I can't this, I can't that. Well we keep saying that oftentimes when we shrug things off by saying, "Well, I can't do anything about that, perhaps we can, but we it's easy to say I can't so then the karma of that. That kind of thought, that kind of even speech, manifests in as not being able to do anything for it about it at a certain time. Therefore, again, we have to say, "All right, I'm going to start taking charge of things." Uh, See, it's just it, it it all comes to to us. You see, you can say, "Nobody helped me." Well, that's because previously we didn't help someone. We didn't help others. There are people who live their life selfishly, selfishly. I see see parents teaching their children to be selfish. Well, that's very fine. But then selfishness from others and from the world is what that child's going to ultimately reap. Mm. So, (laughs) yes.
0: Just talking about past lives, can we have the same people in multiple past lives?
1: Oh, yes. It's very, very common. And that's why sometimes we see a person, we like them immediately. We see them or we don't care for them that's immediately. Maybe we want to run away when we see them. <laughs> this is all coming from a previous wow. uh, a previous experience with these people.
0: That's so interesting. And,
1: uh, oh, yes. Well, sometimes we say, why did he marry her? Why did she marry him? What did they see in her? What did they see in him? Well, it wasn't what they saw; mm. it's what they remembered. Gee, and uh, uh, the, 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 this is the, this has so much to do with as I mentioned, Dr. Morris Netherton, who uh, formulated uh, past lives therapy, said that we rarely respond to an actual event in our life but rather we're responding to an event in a previous life that the present event reminds us of. But we also do see, I had an interesting experience once. I was uh, sitting in a little vegetarian cafe about a block from where, where I lived, and um, I was sitting... Uh, looking at something. I don't know if it was a menu or what. And I heard footsteps coming from uh, the area that was was the kitchen. And I mean, I could hear someone was coming. And I was was still looking down. I started smiling. I felt happy. And uh, I looked up and uh, actually the wife of one of the owners I I just walked in to the the actual main area and came up to me and started speaking to me. And I just sat there so glad to see her.
2: Hmm.
1: And uh, uh, I thought, all right, uh, this is strange. This means something. Fortunately, at that time, I understood about reincarnation. And uh, later i I came to realize and truly remember that we'd been brother and sister in a previous life and very very close, and that when I'd run afoul of <laughs> uh of my family for certain things she'd always stood by me, mm-hmm. and we had just been the dearest of friends and I mean we became instant friends it was our yeah. friendship didn't even just develop well wow. I was once in a library. And uh, when I was in my teens, a school library, and there was a class meeting there because water damage had uh, come into the classroom and they were uh, the teacher was having to hold her classes there in the library. And uh, I was reading a book, but I looked up and uh, uh, she had asked this one, one of the boys uh, something it had to do with whatever lesson they were on. And he answered, and I, there was everything about him. What he said, his manner, everything. I, I thought, uh, I'm going to know him. I wasn't a particularly super social person, but I thought, I have to know him. And so I kept on the lookout, and in a day or two I had a chance, and I just went up and started talking to him. Well, he became the best friend I ever had. And it was virtually instant. And it took some years later, because at that time I didn't understand reincarnation. But I remembered clearly, yes, we had been friends in a previous life.
0: So also, does that mean that people uh, in our current lives, everyone we come across, is there for a specific reason? That's some valuable reason? Everyone?
1: Oh, yes. There's nothing insignificant in the universe. And there's nothing that has no meaning. Everything has a meaning. So, yes, we're meeting people from the past. Of course, we're meeting people that are like people uh, that we knew in the past, and we're hopefully reacting with them in a positive way so that uh, it's sort of the building blocks for uh, a better future. But this really happens. uh, Speaking about this, Bianca, it was interesting. We became very good friends. And um, we'd walk to school together, et cetera. And it was, I'd say, not even uh, a month after we became friends. We were sitting in the school cafeteria. And let's see, we were um, uh, 12 or 13 years old. So he's sitting across the table from me, and he looks at me and says, Do you believe in the divine right of kings? <laughs> i mean hardly anybody's going to ever be asked that question in, in our modern time and i said well not particularly yeah <laughs> he said well i do and uh
0: how old were
1: you me, uh we were about 12 or 13 oh gee and uh uh he told me he said um uh, I lived in France at the time of the French Revolution. Gee, my gosh! I mean, it was an amazing. Thank heaven, no one else was hearing our conversation. He said, "But I ran away to England to save my life." But while I was in England, I heard that the king had been executed, and he said, "I felt terrible. I felt guilty uh, because he he said I I felt I should have stayed in, there and I I should have died with him. That was my duty." And he said, "Uh, I feel guilty even now. So this was 200 years after that event. And he said, I really feel guilty still that I did it. It Well, something like this can't come out of the blue. This can't be just imagination. Mm. So Mm. it's amazing, isn't it? Mm. I I read a story of uh, a woman who said that when she was very, uh, no, sorry, her son was very, very sick. He was quite miserable, and she was sitting by his bed, and he looked at her, and he said, if you'll make me well, I'll forgive you.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: And he was only about five or six years old. Wow. She said, forgive me? Forgive me for what? He said, well, for what you did to me a long time ago. And anyway, he, he, this little child talked about previous life. And... uh. uh how he had been wronged by her in her previous life. And that kind of thing apparently had brought them together. And, of course, it was her chance to compensate for it or to uh, uh, in a, uh, substitute negativity uh, with positivity. And
0: uh, and that was his so that mother. Uh, yes. yes. It's, it's saying, interesting, isn't uh, so? it? Because families are interconnected oh, yeah. too. In their, their past their future their personalities their traits their good points their bad points it seems to go through families and that's why i think people get confused when and no judgment because i know this happens it's part of human nature but you know families that are split and they don't speak and they say well that's it i'm not going to talk to my mother or father again i'm not going to talk to my sibling i'm not going to talk to this person or that person mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to talk to my father but that's that to me seems so it's like putting a a Cutting some something of how how are they going to grow and learn? I mean, no judgment, but this is sort of the feeling that you know I've gotten from conversations as well.
1: Well, when we're young, especially we say, "Oh, I don't have anything in common with my mother, and father. Or I don't have anything in common with my family, etc." Well, how do we end up here? Then? Mm. There's there. See, the one of the problems about family life is that. It can be a result of extremely positive uh, karmas, having had great love and affection and, and so on in, in previous life. Or it can be uh, because of, of, of negative karma, you know. I mean, there are parents that hate their children. Uh, we try to pretend that doesn't happen, but it does. And they hate their children from birth. I had an ad. But, I mean, my grandfather hated her when she was a baby. That's a horrible thing to say, uh, but uh, but it was true.
0: I mm. uh, driving he so here. I. Right. Her. Sorry to sorry to interrupt but as I was driving here I was listening to another radio program and they were telling a story about a mother overseas who had sent her son to become a male prostitute for for these other people and and the host the interviewer just was just horrified and to think that this happened and this man's mother had passed on but he said to cope i have to forgive her and i have to try to understand her so I can be free because he said, I can't hold the anger towards her. But he said his mother hated him, but he, for his own peace and healing and evolution in his soul, he had to try to understand why she did it. And then her father did something terrible and that his father did something terrible. So, you know, it happens.
1: Oh yes. And you know, it can get handed down in a family. I, one time I was with a friend, we were uh, in the countryside and we drove by a farmhouse and, uh, my friend said, "Do you know?" He said, "You see that house? You see the barn?" He said, "For three generations, the the uh, the grandfather, the and uh, sorry, for three generations." Um, he said, "It was uh, the the great grandfather, I think, of the man who owned it personally. Was uh, at that time, it was a family thing they'd they'd had for you know a hundred years," and he said. At the age of 50, the uh, owner went out and hanged himself in that barn. He said, uh, Three generations of men of that family, uh, when they were at the age of 50, uh, they hanged themselves in the barn. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. This is really karma of place, also. So, this does happen because. Uh, if we didn't have a deep affinity with people, we couldn't possibly be born in their family. But of course, sometimes it's a, a rejective kind of affinity. But nevertheless, it's an affinity. Mm. And uh, yes, I mean it's it, it, the sad thing is not remembering. I, let, let's let's talk a little bit about the importance of remembering these lives, mm. remembering these things, because then it makes it very, very clear to us that um, uh, when we understand the roots of something, then we understand, well, all right, I, I realize that. I wronged that person in a previous life. But, I mean, to really know it, to, re- to really recall it. Yeah, um, You know, we remember a lot more about our past lives than we think we do. That's true. For example, I mean, everybody has the uh, experience. I'm sure that in whether they see movies, read books, or anything, or, or study history in school, there are certain eras of history they feel really drawn to. Mm. You almost might say they feel comfortable with, and and others it, it means nothing to them. And this is one way we can know. Uh, when we had a a previous life when i was when i was a small child and going to movies i was absolutely delighted when the movie was set in the 19th century especially the latter part of the 19th century and i would sit there and i would not just pay attention to the story i just study everything on the screen you know the furnishings in a house or the way things looked out in a street and I was avid to what I was really doing is wanting to get back to it, because that was comfortable to me. I didn't like automobiles at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not like riding in an automobile,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I, I, I would think I want to ride in a carriage that's drawn by horses. And I often did, I didn't like the styles of clothes that uh, I was finding. Uh, being worn in the 1940s. And uh, so it was, I remember, in fact, one time I went to the movies, and the movie began, it started, it showed a, uh, a street. Again, there's horse-drawn vehicles on the street. And it said, uh, 1903. I was absolutely delighted. Oh, wow, 1903. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, so anyway... The, the, these things, uh, the, these things show. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had some friends that went out, got land, and uh, built by hand their, their house. A man, and his wife, and they lived like people lived about a hundred years before, and they dressed in, in the same style of clothes and everything about their house. They had no electricity, they had no running water, they didn't want it, they didn't like it, they both had come from a background, actually very well off financially, and they would had all the so-called uh, advantages of modern life, and they didn't like the so-called advantages mm. of modern life, so they just went out somewhere on their own, and they lived like they wanted to, mm. which is, again, living back. Sometimes, of course, our problem is we, you can't, You can't really go into the past. You can't take it with you always into the present. Mm, Because we need to focus on the present,
0: Mark.
1: Yeah. But yet, at the same time, uh, we can understand it. Yes. I mean, this sounds really weird, but I'm telling you, when I was in grade school, I used to be annoyed that I couldn't study Latin or Greek. (laughs) What what child would be annoyed and say, I want to... I want to learn Latin, I (laughs) want to learn Greek. Well, this obviously shows up in wow. our previous Interesting. life. Interesting. Yeah, they say Obaname.
0: there's a lot of uh, old souls in in young people. We see that. We see it on TV, even in these uh, competitions on TV for like uh, voice competitions and and singing. And you see these young kids that are four and five singing like adults and mature. And when they're talking to the judges, oh, I think, yeah. Gosh, what was when I was that age? I was I wasn't speaking. I was quiet. I couldn't articulate anything <laughs> to thousands of people. What's going on? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it?
0: It is. Yes.
1: Incredible. Yeah, I mean there there have been I I have a friend that taught classes in psychology when she was about ten years old. Really? Can you imagine that? Yeah. I'm wow. very, very serious. Her mother was a psychologist and the mother did teach psychology and uh she herself was a very brilliant person, so she took her little girl's genius quite in stride as if it was normal, and sometimes she had her daughter teach classes i mean that that's phenomenal yeah, isn't it
0: phenomenal
2: i mean first
1: of all where did the child- where would the child get her knowledge mm-hmm. but but children do know these things people do understand things i think uh I, I can't remember if I told you about how I one time came in to my grandmother's house. My grandmother was born in the 1800s. And of course there was no electricity then and all the light was with oil lamps. And I found her frustrated because she was trying to trim the oil lamp and when she'd light it, uh it would it would smoke some and uh <laughs> And she'd been trying and trying, and she'd taken her scissors and tried to trim the wick. And I said, well, you're doing it all wrong. And she said, I am. (laughs) And uh, I said, well, of course. You see, you're trying to get a flame that is just completely straight across when it's lit. You have to have a flame that's shaped like a fan. If it's shaped like a fan, the lamp will burn in a clean manner. And so I said, here's what you do. And so I blew it out and I took off the lamp chimney and I took the, the scissors and I showed her exactly how to trim the sides of the wick to get that shape of a flame and lit it up and put on the lamp, You put the uh, chimney back on, and it was perfect. Well, I mean, she was at that time, my Lord, I don't know, nearing her, in her 60s or nearing her 60s, she said, how do you know that? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I just know wow. it. Yeah, that's cool. A- and it that. happens. It happens. I, uh, uh, I knew of um, uh, a woman who was uh, very, very interested in metaphysics, and she understood these things, like reincarnation. And one time she was really feeling very, very, very unwell, and so she was lying down. And her little girl, who was only about four or five years old, came up and said, Mama, are you sick? And she said, Yes, I don't feel well. And the little girl said, Well, I have healing hands. You want me to heal you? And she said, Well, go ahead and try. And the little girl put her hand on, hands on her mother's head, and in a matter of moments, all the sickness and all the Misery she'd felt up in her head, it was gone. The little girl cured her.
0: Amazing. So
1: it is amazing. That's why you have children. Uh, I knew a woman that could play any musical instrument she wanted.
0: I mean, it it,
1: it sounds very strange, but I, I tell you, she could take anything and she could just fiddle with it. And if she could have a half hour to an hour or so, she would start playing that instrument. She even did it with a violin. I mean, you have to be able to tune the violin, but she did it. And uh, one time she just took something like a clarinet. She filled with it for about 30 minutes and she began to play it. So this this is like Mozart. It has to come from a previous
0: life. Absolutely. Now, Abbott George, we have, we, we have come to the end of the program. But is there anything just you want Uh-oh. to quickly share before we finish? Um,
1: keep on living, but keep on understanding. Otherwise, it's as if you're not really living. Isn't that so? Absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely. And your website? Okay.
1: Well, something. What?
0: Your website is okay. ocoy dot org. If people want to listen to any podcasts yep. or read any right. information.
1: Yes. Uh, uh it's a it's a library uh, unto itself uh relating to all these various subjects
0: cuz you've written a few books also that people can purchase and I've, we've spoken about a few here previously also that and I've had a lot of listeners email me saying that it's really quite enlightening and you've met, you've made some fantastic points in a lot of these books so thanks for all the work you've done but i know we'll probably talk again of course
1: i certainly hope so
0: Thank you for joining us and th- say hello to everyone there, Brother Simeon and, and everyone else there.
1: I certainly will. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.